person. <laughs> I was vibing with the music. <laughs> Actually, this is great. I want to keep this. Hey, you guys. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. What's up? It's your boy, Henry. I'm Elise. <laughs> and this is the Asian Coffee Podcast. Welcome to episode zero. Zero. We We're- are two Asian baristas who are reorienting specialty coffee, rethinking Robusta by representing Asian cultures. Yes. And so um, episode zero is just kind of for us, uh, a way for us to talk about like who we are, what we're about, what we're going to be doing and why we're doing this. Um, and so let, why don't we start first with who are we? Who the heck are we? Henry, who are you? Yes. I, I'm still laughing that I messed up the intro <laughs> and I stole like Elise's line too. So <laughs> yes, I, I, um, I'm a barista at Third Wave Coffee in Lynchburg, Virginia. I'm from the D.C. area. East Coast, Beast Coast is what I like to say. It's kind of, at least it's from the West Coast. So, yeah, I'm from D.C. I'm a Thai American, half Thai. And, yeah, I'm here working at Third Wave. And what about you, Elise? Uh, yeah, I'm from West Coast. West Coast is the best coast, just to clarify. Nah. <laughs> Y'all don't got a cookout. Wow, that's true, but I think that's a good thing. <laughs> um, I'm from San Francisco, and I also work at Third Wave Coffee in Lynchburg, Virginia, and that's actually how Henry and I met. So yeah. we are just we just became really good friends, and uh, we work together quite often. And we we were like, you know what? Why don't we start a, a coffee a, a coffee podcast and uh, just like a collective about. Asian cultures in coffee. So mm. I'm Filipino, Vietnamese, and Okinawan. If you guys don't know where Okinawa is, that is an island off the coast of Japan. Uh, so a little bit of Japanese culture is really close to home to me as well. So um, let's talk about like, Henry, what's your coffee testimony? Like how did you get Ooh, into coffee? That's good. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people always start off with, you know, like your frappes, like your Starbucks, your caribou coffee, all that sweet stuff, you know, and, you know, drink coffee the way you like it, right? But, like, man, I like my coconut milk, mochi macchiatos. That was my thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, but then I, I get to college, you know, and I'm trying to look good. You know, I'm trying to look swole for the ladies. And I was like, I got to cut out sugar. I got to cut out sweet stuff. So I started slowly but surely, like, taking out the stuff from the coffee to where I could just drink it black. And I remember... Before class every day, I would I would go to our, our mess hall at college, and I would get just a random cup of drip coffee. And at home, I bought my first Keurig machine, and it was dope. And what was weird was I started noticing even subtle differences between, like, like a Keurig coffee and, like, getting drip from our cafeteria or even, like, going to a local coffee shop and, and getting drip there and realizing that there were subtle differences, and I never knew why. Mm. And I remember one day in class... I was bragging to my, my friend Steve, who actually also works at Third Wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, a, he's a Korean. He's hey, amazing. Steve. Yes. What's up, Steve Kim? And I was raving to him, y'all, about how good K-Cup coffee was. And he looked at me like I was an idiot. He goes, Henry, you're coming over after class. We're skipping our next class, and I'm going to make you a pour-over. Oh, man. So we, he made me a pour-over from Intelligentsia out in Chicago on a Kalita Wave. And I, I still remember being mind blown. I was like, man, where, where do these bright, like fruity flavors come from? I didn't realize coffee could be this good. And I was like, bro, where, where can I get coffee like this? And, and he told me to go to Third Wave. I started coming here. I was a regular. I started investing in my own brewing equipment and devices. And mm-hmm. after being a home barista for a bit, I got hired here and I am hooked on specialty coffee. So, Love it, yeah. Yes. But what about you, Elise? What's your what's your coffee testimony? You know, um, very similar to you, Henry. I started off drinking lots of like 
caramel frappuccinos, mm. you know, um, peppermint mochas in the fall and the winter, yeah. all, PSL, PSL Ooh. season, you know, you know what it is. And um, yeah, I, I think kind of similar, like you just kind of get tired of all the like sugar that you drink and that's okay if you if you do drink Starbucks, Starbucks like no shame or whatever, but um, yeah, I just like, it just started to not be for me anymore. And um, when I moved into the city of San Francisco, like more into the city, um, I there was no Starbucks around. Like Dang. one thing I love about San Francisco is like they really, really try to have as many like mom and pops, like local owned as much as possible. And so the shops, coffee shops that were around me were like locally owned. So the one I would go to all the time in my neighborhood was called um, Home Cafe. So, or Home SF, whichever way you, you find it better on Google. but. Um, I, I started going there and I was a regular for like almost two years before I actually started working there. And it was just an awesome vibe. Like everyone knew your name. Mm, like um, the coffee drew me in because they still had like sugary drink options if I wanted it. But really what drew me in, I think the most was the fact that the owners remembered my name literally the second time I visited. That's pretty cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Shout out to Annie and Inn. They're the best. And, um, then like third, secondly, yeah, is just like the latte art. Like I mm. genuinely didn't even think you could do that in lattes. Like I think latte art was really starting to pick up a little bit more here in the States. Um, and I was finally aware of it. Uh, and then as I started working there, I just got more into like the specialty coffee scene and home roasts their own beans now. So if you are in San Francisco, they have three locations. So please go check out any one of those three, obviously when it's safe to go. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how I got into that. So uh, Henry, what? Why are we doing this? Like, what's what's the mission of, of Asian Coffee Co? Yeah, no, for sure. So our, our mission is that we are uplifting Asian cultures and specialty coffee by reorientating, rethinking, and representing AAPI-owned and operated businesses and figures. And I think the reason why, man, we are, we were so interested in doing this a couple months ago. I think of of the the terrorist attack that happened in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, what we all know about and toward, towards towards Asian people and I think I always thought man what is something that 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 all Asian cultures can can rally behind and mm. I feel like coffee is something that like people tend to forget you know I'm um, shout out to shout out to coffee black out in Memphis um, Bartholomew yeah. Jones he's a stud just informing people of like hey coffee was founded by black people yep. right stolen from two Dutch spies I learned that from his podcast and I've actually been to to not a coffee shop out in Memphis, super dope place. <laughs> and I just think, man, not not that we want to put the spotlight on us, but it's like, man, Asian cultures, Asian cultures have invested heavily mm-hmm. into coffee culture, man. We can we can rally upon it. And actually Bartholomew like DM'd us and he's like, yo, we got like the coffee Avengers up in this <laughs> joint. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and like on top of that too, um, I think both Henry and I were just really affected by the stuff that happened in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um and especially for me, like as an Asian woman, you know, like, and we work in specialty coffee. And I remember actually when you approached me about this idea, you were like, hey, what do you think about like just rallying the entire Asian community around coffee? And I was yeah. like, wait a minute, this sounds great. And part of it too that I'm really passionate about that we hope to um, educate people more on throughout the course of this is is um, just educating consumers about coffee production as well. Um, For those of you that don't know, Vietnam is actually the second largest coffee producer in the world. And so 
we want to make sure that we um, educate people properly on paying farmers like fair wages um, and and basically kind of supporting paying higher prices for coffee and um, and that it's going to a good cause and it's for a good reason and um, we also want to make Robusta a specialty bean again. Yes. Um, a lot of Asian co- countries uh, produce Robusta as opposed to Arabica. And and we're going to go into all of this stuff throughout the course of our podcast. So, you know, don't worry about if you don't know any of this stuff yet. But um, and lastly, we just really want to make specialty coffee available to all communities, like mm. accessible to all communities. So um, as Henry mentioned, like. Coffee is founded in Black culture. Like, yeah, it is theirs, and so Aroma we people. we want to make sure that 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 everybody knows that, and then we also want to celebrate and uplift a lot of the other cultures that have added to that, that have um, that have again invested heavily into that. So even like uh, Latin America countries or and Asian countries and um, things like that, and how how we've just kind of all taken coffee to this mm. new level so um that's kind of one way that, that that's kind of our mission statement what's what's the driving force behind asian coffee co so most of our podcasts will probably be centering on highlighting uh asian baristas mm. shops um robusta beans countries etc but we do want to be clear that we also see and hear all of the other cultures that are being represented in coffee as well. We just want to kind of put a spotlight on some of these Asian cultures um, and, and just like talk about it from our perspective as well. So that's kind of where we're, where our heart is at. Um, and can you talk a little bit more about like rallying the Asian community around coffee? Yeah, I think, <clears throat> I think so many times I have, and even like, I even think back to when I first had this idea, I'm like, man, like, why is coffee so intriguing for like Asian cultures, right? Mm-hmm. I think of, I think of there, there's a shop up in Northern Virginia where I'm from called Caffeine, which is which is Vietnamese owned, super dope place, and man, their their latte art is like incredible. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like why 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 is this something that people are so invested in it? And I think, like Elise was saying, yes, there's incredible Asian coffee growing regions that are growing coffee, but also because the the way that Asian cultures have invested in coffee is through brewing devices through brewing equipment they 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 have really helped make coffee make the specialty coffee movement get to where the where it is now i mean if you think about it you got like the kyoto tower you got like the v60 you got you got hario i mean you got the origami dripper the cleta wave you have so many d- equipments that have made coffee better which is something that we can rally behind and something that that asian cultures can celebrate because we have made coffee better. And honestly, if you're in specialty coffee, I don't think there's ever one point where coffee is going to be perfect. It's like every year, man, what can mm-hmm. we do to make coffee better? Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing on top of that, too, is just a disclaimer. Like, this is a non-exhaustive, like, podcast. Like, we don't know everything. Um, we are trying to research and, like, be as educated in this as much as we can, just as we're trying to educate other people as well. So... We don't know all. We don't know everything. We don't have all the answers, but we are just like excited to learn more about uh, Asian and Pacific Islander-owned like shops and baristas and like what they're contributing to the community. Like they, these are the people that are like doing the work day to day. We just want to have a platform and a space to really celebrate them um, as well. So, um, kind of like Henry said, like 
we're just really excited about all of the stuff that we're going to learn. Um, and, and, many, and teach you guys, too. Yeah. That is us. We're learning. You're learning, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, just share a little bit of like our experience like working in the coffee industry um, as baristas and then also just as specialty coffee lovers, like as consumers, too. Um, so this is just kind of our introduction of like who we are, what we're about, and we've got some cool stuff lined up. We're going to start country by country. Mm. Um, yeah having some cool segments like highlighting a specific barista we're going to be drinking coffee on the podcast from specific specialty shops like our first epi just to give you a little preview is on vietnam uh we're going to be drinking some nguyen coffee supply they're 100 robusta uh uh beans and we're just going to kind of like give our honest review and opinion and just I'm looking at this bag. Yeah, I'm it, so excited right now. It looks super cool <laughs> and I'm really I'm really stoked too. And just educate on like what's happening in those specific countries, how they're contributing to the coffee culture as a whole and um, what we can do as consumers and coffee lovers to support that. Um, and also how uh, the Asian community can rally together and how those of you who like aren't Asian can rally behind and support Asian um, businesses um, and and specialty baristas as yeah. well. And so, especially if you're in coffee, it's like, man, if we want to love Asian people, we need to love Asian coffee, oh, right? Oh yeah, exactly. Because I think I think I think I think of even friends that have neglected Asian coffee just because like it's robusta or like yeah. it's not as bright as like a Colombian coffee, which might be true. But the reality is like, man, we can love Asian coffee because it's yeah. getting better and better every like, year. And even the past few weeks of what we've researched. We've learned a lot, oh <laughs> and gosh. it is getting better. <laughs> there is some cool stuff happening with, with like this robusta community, especially, and, yeah. and being that like Asia, Asian countries, have um, a lot to offer with with robusta. So, um, and then of course we're excited to start this in the midst of Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Oh, so excited! So. Please join us in celebrating um, all of these cultures together. And yeah. Yeah. Follow us on that IG and stay tuned because we got a dope episode coming out for y'all. Yes. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at AZN Coffee Co. uh, on Instagram. And um, we are going to have a website up soon. And you can find us on virtually any listening platform. Um, We are going to be partnering with Anchor. And do you want to say something? Shout out to... Oh, Uzuhan, yeah. Uzuhan, Shout yes. out to Uzuhan. And this is perfect, too, because Uzuhan is a Korean-American rapper from Atlanta, actually. So this is very awesome, close to my heart specifically. Yeah. Um, he's a great guy, great artist. Please go listen to his music. You can check him out at Uzuhan yeah. Music on He did Instagram. that dope intro music that I was vibing to yeah. so hard. <laughs> I missed the intro. <laughs> This is not going to happen again, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. And he will be in this outro. So we'll see you guys soon for the next episode. Stay tuned. Have a blessed day. Deuces. Bye.